Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Generations Online. We are so glad you decided to join us. Today is an exciting day for our church, as we will hear from Pastor Dave and our staff about the state of our church. This is something we do every year to remind us as a church of where we've been, but more importantly, where we are going. Here's what else you can expect from our service today. We invite you to join with us as our band sings together. You will hear stories of transformation from our staff and stay tuned until the very end to hear an important update about in-person church services resuming. Thanks again for joining us. We pray you experience God's presence during these moments together.
between us. And God, we feel your presence and we thank you for your presence and power in our lives. We thank you that there was another in the fire. And we thank you, God, that there is no disease. There is nothing that can separate us from your love. There is nothing that can stand against your power, God, and your spirit. And we thank you and we praise you this morning, God. We are so, so grateful that even in the midst of our darkest and our toughest moments, that you meet us at the point of our need, God, and that you are with us. You stand with us. You stand for us. And you want the best for us, and you love us. God, we praise you and thank you, and we give all of these moments to you. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Generations Church. Uh, again, online, uh, we are glad that you have decided uh, to join us. Uh, every year, uh, this time of year, at the end, uh, middle of end of May, uh, we do what we call a state of the church address. Uh, our church year runs May to April, so we just finished our, our fiscal year for 2019-2020, and we always do a state of the church. Uh, this year is not a normal state of the church address. Uh, no one could have ever predicted what has happened over the last couple months. And, uh, but here we are, and I, I still thought it would be good to, uh, to gather together and to talk about what this past year has looked like and where we're headed for the next year. And so normally I would tell you all the stats of the past year, the highlights, I'd brag on people serving in ministry, and we should do that. Um, and we will do that in time. Uh, but it's never my report or even your report. It's always a report to share about what God has been doing through his people, through his church, through Generations Church. And we're going to do things a little bit different this year. And if you're a person who wants to see all the stats and all the financials, and we've always been very transparent of what all that looks like here, uh, next week we'll be sending out a report. If you're on our email list, you'll see all of, uh, all of those things, uh, of, of everything that happened through this past fiscal year, April through, or May through April. Um, but since things aren't normal, I thought, I thought I'd change things up a little bit for the state of the church of what I normally do. I went back and forth of what I should do, and it basically came down to me wanting uh, to share my heart with each of you this morning. If you're tuning in today for the first time to check out this what is this Generations Church thing about? Or who are we? What do we do? Maybe you're scrolling through and found one of your friends had shared a post and you're just checking in. Uh, we, we invite you to hang with us, even though that maybe you're not a part of what we do on a weekly basis here. Maybe you'll get a good sense of who we are, what we're about. And maybe after this all ends and quarantine ends, maybe this is a place that you'll want to check out and be a part of. And we would love for you to hang around for the next few minutes and hear about what God's doing in the life of our church. Or if you're already a part of this great congregation, I pray that you'll get a sense of how I feel about each of you today. I read a quote this week that I think embodies this congregation. 
It's from A.W. Tozer. It's a simple quote, but such a powerful quote and one that I'm going to put in my Bible, one I'm going to put in the office because I think it's something that uh, as a church leader that I want to be reminded of. And it was a simple quote that says this, a scared world needs a fearless church. You never know what a person is really made of until they face adversity. And I, I think the same thing can be said Uh, of the church as well, uh, of a local church. A scared world needs a fearless church. And I think over these past couple months, we're really finding out what we're made of as a church. Are are we just lip service? Are we actually putting into action what we say that we're about? We've learned that the church is so much more, rightfully so, it's so much more than just gathering on Sunday morning. Church is so much more than gathering in the building. It's so much more than just the building itself. All of us have entered into uncharted waters. And several months ago, uh, this thing called COVID-19 happened. And none of us had any idea what was in store for us. We had no idea what was in store for our church. And we had no idea what it was in store for your family. It's kind of upended everything. But as I read that quote this week, a scared world needs to see a fearless church, I read that and you immediately came to my mind, Generations Church. I mean, we could talk about all the highlights over the past year. We celebrated 10 years of ministry this past September. What a great highlight. We could talk about ministering to over 320 people each month through our services here and at the Brighton Recovery Center. We could talk about our incredible partnerships we have meeting the needs of our community. We could talk about giving away over 20% of our church income to help spread the gospel here at home and around the world. But that's not what I wanna focus on this morning. Over the past few months, our scared world, our scared community has needed a fearless church and you have stood in the gap It actually brought to mind the words that I want to share to you today because it conveys how I feel about you. And that's the words of Paul, Silas, and Timothy when they started writing their letter to the church of Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians 1, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says this. It says, this letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica To you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, may God give you grace and peace. And this is the part that I want you to hear today. This is the way that I feel about each of you and our church. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. And as we pray to our God God and, and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and your enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if I could make it personal today, that's what I would say to you. When I pray to God and and, and pray for you uh, to our Heavenly Father, I think of your incredible faithful work over this past year, especially over this past couple months. I, I think and thank God for your loving deeds that you have shared not only internally as a church, but to our community and the enduring hope that you have shared because of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say in verse 8 in chapter 1, he says this, And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to the people everywhere. 
And I believe our community, our world, has heard the good news of Jesus Christ because of your faithfulness. His word is ringing out from Generations Church. Bill Hybels once said, the hope of the world is the local church. A church that is living by the Spirit, loving God, loving each other, and loving their community is the hope of the world. And you have given much hope to our community over these past few months. It's an honor and a privilege to be your pastor. Instead of hearing reports this morning, I thought it'd be good to hear stories. And I've asked the staff to join me and share some of those stories, as well as share how we will continue to be the hope to our community in the coming months and year. Well, I'm here with uh, some of my friends on the stage and the staff of our church. Uh, some of the best people I know are sitting up here with me. And if you've been around generations uh, for very long, you know that we love sharing stories. And I thought as we move in uh, as part of the state of the church, it's good to hear stories and also uh, share a little bit about where we're headed uh, in the coming year as well. Um, the state of the church is looking back, but also looking ahead. And so I've asked them to share a story, a highlight of, of, of their ministry over the past year, over the last couple months, and also share a little bit about where they're headed as a, as a ministry. And so the first person is uh, Dawn Cook. She is our children's pastor and does a great job uh, with our kids and with our children's team of adults. And so Dawn, uh, share a little bit about what's going on in children's ministry. Yeah, thank you. You know, um, Children's ministry is so exciting to be a part of. You get to experience the wonder and the curiosity of children. And so, you know, over this past year, we've really taken the opportunity as a children's team to really focus on being intentional about our relationships and being intentional about being consistent leaders in kids' lives. And through that, we have had so many families that have reached out to us that shared you know, because you've created this opportunity that my child has the same leader in the room, um, they feel more comfortable about being there. They look forward to seeing that particular teacher every week and know that that teacher is interested in what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their homes, uh, what their interests are. Um, so it's been really fun to watch. Um, and then we've had people send us messages talking about our kids can't wait to be at church. We can't wait to see our friends there, to see the kids come in and bouncing around right at um, check-in time. It's, it's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. it's, it can appear to be a, a little chaotic and crazy, but it is very exciting mm -hmm. to be a part of. Um, we've been able to kind of focus around that relationship building as we've developed more teams in our ministry area. Um, we've added um, the supply managers who have been very crucial in what we've been able to accomplish every week. They've been able to get those things, those supplies together for us, so we can focus more on those relationships. Um, and then we've added the activity room. The activity room, um, if your child hasn't had an opportunity to visit the activity room um, during the second service, uh, you're going to need to give them that opportunity. It's a lot of fun. Um, they come and they experience service, and um, we get to be able to participate in children's ministry service um, during first service. But then second service, they go into the activity room, and they are so excited. I've even had children that are very upset when parents come and check them out before the activity room is opened up. So it is a great thing to watch, to watch um, 
people who haven't normally been able to find where they fit well in serving in the church on a Sunday morning. And um, we've seen that opportunity. We've seen um, people grow in their mm-hmm. relationships um, and even a, just grow in that, um, that desire to participate and confidence to know that they mm-hmm. are contributing to the ministry of the church. Um, you know, in the year as we're looking ahead, uh, we are going to continue to focus on this relationship building piece. And it just kind of is on my heart and on my mind about how we are more intentional about that. Um, as we have experienced over the last few months, um, you know, not being able to meet in this space has really been a challenge. And it really calls us to be more intentional mm-hmm. about what that relationship building looks like. And so, as we look at that and what we've been able to experience, I've been so happy with, um, we've been doing the breakfast with Miss Dawn opportunities, and it's been exciting to watch even the leaders that have realized this is my place to really invest in the kid's life. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that you know, we are wanting kids to come in and know that they have a, their place that they're known and that they belong, and we are trying to create that. So we want to expand that. We want to get outside these walls and be more of a voice in our community where kids can come and know that they have a place to belong and they have a place where people know their names. So we're looking forward to that opportunity. Um, As we prepare for the coming months, um, who knows what that looks like at the moment, but we know we have an opportunity bigger than what we'd ever hoped or imagined at this point because we are going to be able to shine the light and love of Christ in a way that we've never thought before. So we're excited about Mm -hmm. that. We're excited about that as a team. Um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to bring others apart because we're going to need you. We are going to grow. We're excited about the fact that we're probably going to have to add some more children's rooms to this place um, just because people are going to be excited about being apart and look forward to being here with us. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, and thanks for your investment into our children and adults that work with children. Um, You'll see as each one talk, you can see their passion, uh, just overflow of of their area of ministry. So thanks for all that you do. Uh, Next is Christina Murphy. She helps uh, helps in the preaching um, here at the church and also oversees all of our connection groups and our ministry teams and making sure people get connected to the church if they want to serve in the church, but also making sure people get connected. Uh, We really uh, value people being known and knowing others, and she heads up all of that ministry for us. And so, Christina, share a little bit about your ministry this past year, what it's looked like, and where we're headed. Sure. So I'm excited. Um, If you don't know what a connection group is, kind of want to start there, um, just to give you kind of defining what that looks like. Um, Like Dave said, we want people to be known and to know others as they draw closer to Christ. And that's really done in our connection groups. Um, Connection groups really are a place, whether it be a home or a coffee shop or it be maybe here at church where people are able to come and just be a part, sharing life, um, diving into the Word of God, being able to you know, just ask hard questions in a safe environment. And we are really excited because in January we launched six new groups. Mm -hmm. And so those groups have given us the capacity to bring others to the table and have the ability for them to explore what God is calling them to do. 
And so I had the experience of just asking for that story to be shared. And if you don't know Julie and Glenn McGinnis, um, I'd love to share right now, just take a few minutes sure. to share their story. Um, about a year ago, they moved down here from, um, from Columbus. So they left their family, they left their church, um, and they settled here in this area. And so they were looking for a place to call home. And I was really excited to hear them say they found generations and immediately they called this place home. And that was in January. And it is absolutely no coincidence the way God works. We deployed these six groups. And so people were able to obviously get involved that way. But they were one of those couples that have, you know, spoken and talked about what a great experience that has been. And so um, hearing their story, you know, they said, we walked in, we felt at home at Generations, and that continued into the connection group. And so they were able to just find a place that they felt at home there. And so that very first night, they said, we walked in, and all the fears, I think, that come with maybe going to someone's home or going to that first time, wherever that places um, was just relieved because immediately they felt comfortable. So that mm -hmm. was really exciting to hear them speak to that. And just being able to watch God move for them, answer that prayer that they're able not only to find generations as home, but then the connection group um, that they have became a part of to be able to just say, these are my friends, these are my new family, since they're so far apart, and see and hear them share that experience. I did want to read a little bit of what they said um, to give, you know, here we do talk about your story, our story, and God's story. And so they immediately said that our connection group is a necessity for us. We love walking through life with our group. We laugh, we cry, we share those personal stories all the while studying his word. It's so much more than just getting together. It's us growing together and finding those connections. We give and receive godly advice, and we enjoy being together, and that's what it's all about. So it's, it was just so, so great to hear them say those words because if you are any time here at Generations, you will hear us say that we want you to be known and to know others, and we believe that is done here through our connection groups because that is where we do drive, you know, people and cultivate that ability for people to know Christ and know his word. Because we understand Sunday mornings, it's kind of hard to really, you know, get those deep relationships that we're looking for and that I think we find in our small groups. And so really just hearing their story, just that affirmation of how just getting involved in a group really does have an impact. Um, thinking about the future, we know those six groups, some of them are at capacity, so we want to launch new groups. And so we know that God is working and he is stirring in people who are even commenting to me, um, hey, I want to have a conversation. I know God's stirring in me maybe to step out and be a leader or, hey, I really think I want to be an anchor or a host home. And so how better to do that than to equip the people that we know God is working on in their life. And so not only do we want to launch more groups to make more room for people to become a part of that connection that goes outside of these four walls, but also giving them the training and the tools to be successful within those groups um, so they feel equipped to lead because when you're a leader, you might feel overwhelmed with that, but giving them those tools mm -hmm. to know 
that you know our future looks like we're gonna launch more groups, make more room for people, but also give them the tools through the training mm -hmm. to be successful within those connection groups because we know God has bigger plans than we can ever far the more we you know we can imagine or think. So it's exciting to think about the future with connection groups. Awesome. Um, I, we uh, we want to articulate that we're not a church uh, with connection groups. Uh, we're a, a church um, of connection groups. And it's not just another side thing that we can offer, but we really think this is important to the discipleship process. And our connection groups are in great hands um, with Christina and her passion for people to grow deeper in the relationship um, with the Lord. Uh, next person is uh, Chas Barber. Uh, many of you are familiar with her. She helps run all of the operations uh, of the church and administration. One of the exciting things uh, about her and uh, this coming year is we're expanding her role a little bit, uh, and uh, she's going to be also helping us on the community engagement side. She's already really involved with a lot of what we do in the community, and so she's also going to be um, not only administration but community engagement. So we're excited for what that looks like. So Chas, share a little bit about uh, where we've been and where you see us going in the future. So. so I think the biggest highlight is probably the last nine to 10 weeks with Food Pantry, where we've been able to reach a lot of people in this community in need right now during the pandemic. It's been amazing to see what God has done just by us being willing to open mm -hmm. up. Um, I think for the future, the whole expanding my role into community engagement is is extremely exciting for me. Like, one of the things is going to be creating a 5013C so that we can help resource our current community partners, which is Beach Grove and Brighton Center, but it'll also be able to get a lot more resources for our food pantry that we can't do right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really excited about this and it does allow us to um, help us to get more grants and a lot of funding that is out there to, to operate in that way. And so Chas is going to lead the charge and develop a team and get all that ready. And so we're really excited that all of our community partners will be under one umbrella. And so uh, thanks for leading that, Chas. We're excited about what God's going to do. The newest member of our team is uh, Alex Bernardo. He is uh, we say interim youth director, but I just like to say he's our youth director, um, and he's, he's only been at it for uh, probably, well, since the pandemic started, <laughs> and so we welcomed him during the pandemic, uh, but he's been doing an incredible job with our students, and uh, we're just really excited about what God's doing, and so Alex, share a little bit, just in the brief time that you've been a part uh, in leadership and where you see us going over the summer in the next couple months. So Yeah, so Dave's right. Um, I worked here basically for a week and then we all went into quarantine. So that's, <laughs> it's been kind of a challenge. Um, and it's been frustrating in a lot of ways. But I think the thing that's encouraged me the most during this time is that one, I've gotten to know the volunteers and we do have an incredible group of volunteers. Like I cannot say that enough for a church of this size and for a student program of this size. We have so many more volunteers than mm -hmm. most churches and those volunteers are quality. Like they are 100% committed to our kids. And so in a lot of ways, like I'm not really, I'm not really doing that much. Like the volunteers are the ones that are, are doing the, um, the, you know, the majority of the load of the work and they're great. Um, we, we decided as soon as quarantine started that we were going to take youth group online um, on Sunday 
nights to at least have some, um, some, some platform for the students to connect in some way to, you know, just uh, do a devotional and, and, and build relationships with them online. And I was honestly really worried that we weren't going to have any kids show up on Sunday night because it is, it is kind of like, it's, it's an awkward way of doing student ministries. But the kids have been awesome. They've been really involved on Sunday nights. We've had a lot of students that show up every week or that try to show up every week, um, even though it's even though it's different than um, what's normal. And so I think the, the biggest encouraging sign for me is even though I haven't gotten to necessarily build the relationships with the students in the way that I wanted to when, um, when, I, when I started this interim role here, it's been great to build those relationships online and to get to kind of know what they want out of the program. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of, there's, there's like a clean break, you know, between um, before quarantine and after quarantine. And so we're really excited about what's coming next. And so um, during this process, we've been talking with the students and getting their input, like asking them what they want out of this program, what kind of events they want. And then I've been talking to the volunteers that have been here for a while that really know the kids. Um, and then they're going to be here too after I step down from the interim role whenever they find um, the next person. And, and I've just gotten a lot of great ideas. And so we're excited when we come back from quarantine. Um, we are going to have a new format on Sunday night. We're reintroducing youth band. So there are a lot of kids that are really excited that want to play music, that want to be involved in that. Um, and we're going we're gonna to actually extend youth group from 6 o'clock to 6.30. And um, one of the things that I heard in talking to the kids over and over again is that they just want a time to hang out on Sunday nights. And so we decided that we were going to extend that time. And that last 30 minutes of youth group, we're just going to let them hang out and talk and catch up and build relationships. Um, and it was kind of that mentality that led us to plan all of our events for the summer. So we're scheduled all the way out through August, and we have a lot of great fun events, a lot of game nights, a lot of things that are just going to bring the kids together, bring the volunteer team together, um, and just let us build relationships, hang out, have a good time. So we're really excited about the, uh, the future of the program, and I feel like we're, we're building a really strong base for whatever happens next, and we're really excited about, about the future. Awesome. Uh, I know I said last week, uh, I'm incredibly proud to be a part of this team. Uh, you are in good hands, uh, Generations Church, with this team, and I can't thank them enough for all that they do for us and the way that they lead us. And one of the things that I love about our church and I love about this team is that we don't have the mindset that we, we hire them to do the work. Uh, they are leaders that lead people, that lead adults, that lead their teams, because we want everyone to be involved here. And every single person up here does that really well. And so thank you guys for all that you do. Looking forward to the coming year. And thanks for all that you've done this past year to help lead our church. As we wrap up this morning, I just want to say thank you again to, to each of you. One of the stories that I would like to share is maybe not just a personal story of, of, of a single person or a family, but just the story of you and how you have been faithful. I, I know that not every pastor can share this same example, but I, I just wanted to say thank you for your continued uh, giving of your time and your resources. I want to say thank you for those who have stepped up, and we are now entering our ninth week of opening up our food pantry at ninth week in a row, and as of this weekend, we have now served close to 2,000 families that have needed just the basic needs of food. And whether you have volunteered personally, whether you have given, whether you have prayed, you have been a part of that. And I want you to know, we, we don't take it lightly that you have given your resources of your money and your tithe as well. We just want to say thank you. And uh, I know the best days of Generations Church are still ahead because I've seen Christ being lived out in your everyday life. And so I'm excited 
this time next year when we stand up here and give the state of the church address, I can't wait to hear the stories of lives that have been changed. Your friends, your family, your neighbors, people that you have been praying for for a very long time might be some of the same stories that you'll hear next year of life transformation. Thank you for your faithfulness. It is truly an honor and privilege uh, to be your pastor and walk along this journey with each of you. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of a place called Generations Church. We know this isn't my report today. We know that this isn't um, our report today. This is your report. I thank you that I get to serve with people who are faithful uh, to the calling that you've placed on each of our lives. And we do believe that the local church, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, is the hope of our world and the hope of our community. We also recognize, God, that a scared world needs to see a fearless church. And we, uh, we want to be that church. We want to press into the darkness because we have your light shining in us. And I pray that you would help us do that more than we ever have as we enter into our 11th year of ministry here at Generations Church. God, thank you for allowing us to be a part. We pray that you would continue to lead and guide and that we would not get ahead of you, that we would not fall behind you, but we would fall step in step with what you want to do with our lives. Thank you for my friends who are watching this morning. Thank you for those who may have just hopped on for the first time this morning. I pray for them as well. I pray that we would walk step in step as we enter into this year of 2020 and 2021. We know that you will be faithful because you have been faithful in the past and you will be faithful in the present and you'll be faithful in the future as well. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would never go back I was blind to the truth Didn't know what I had I was running I was searching But every place I turned for healing Left me more broken than the last Take me
Hey guys, uh, thanks again for joining us today. If you're part of our church, if you're part of our email list, uh, you should have received our uh, plan of reopening our in-person worship services. And just wanted to make you aware that that is happening uh, next Sunday, May 24th. Uh, we just want to say thank you. Uh, many of you have filled out the survey and we've gotten great feedback from you and really feel like we're here in your heart and it feels like we're pretty in step. Uh, as, as a church and as a leadership team and as a staff with what you're feeling as well. And we just want to say thank you for uh, being patient and thank you for the kind words and the affirmation that we've been hearing and feeling. And uh, we're excited, and yet we also want to be safe uh, to, to welcome people back. And uh, this week, you will be getting all the information that you will need of what time the services will be starting, um, what you can expect, and uh, we'll just give a little bit more detail probably hear uh, from us several times this week as we uh, get closer to Sunday, May 24th. We will make sure that you are in the know of everything that's happening. And at any point, if you have questions, feel free to contact the church office. Uh, you can call us or email us at generationsnky at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. And if not, uh, we'll see you next Sunday as we start our in-person services again. God bless.